And we've got episode 79 of the Cherokee Rewind. Thanks for hanging out with us. I am Mick. You know that. Well, this time around, we're going to go out to Illinois. We're going to go to Springfield, Illinois, and we're going to talk to a guy who, well, he played, he was a goaltender, and we're going to uh, talk to him about his time, not only in Toledo, but in some of the other spots that he played in the Central States Hockey League. And he, his name is Brett Reeves, the pride of Springfield, Illinois. Brett, how you doing, buddy? Okay, let me know my cue. That was your cue. <laughs> Go. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing great, Mick. Thank you. Okay, good. Uh, tell me about how you, you know, uh, uh, got started in this sport that we all are crazy about. Um, I mean, were you a guy who, uh, what was it that, that piqued your interest as far as getting involved in this sport when you were a kid? Uh, more, it was a family Mick. Um, my grandfather moved to Springfield, Illinois, and, um, he started a uh, youth hockey with another gentleman in uh, Springfield named Robert Stone senior. So all my uncles all played hockey. Uh, they all traveled, you know, for the game. And growing up, uh, we were just kind of uh, brought into it naturally. Uh, you know, I wasn't always a goaltender. Started out, you know, as forward. And uh, eventually I wanted to be the guy in the net. Wow. I mean, did what was it about the, the position that piqued your, that got you fired up about wanting to play goaltender? I just wanted to be the guy that stopped the puck. I told my mom today, as I saw the goalie out there, I said, uh, I want to be that guy. I just want to be that guy to stop the puck. <laughs> now, was there a particular goaltender you saw, you know, on TV or something that, or somewhere that made you say, hey, you know, that's the guy I want to look up to, and that's the guy that influenced me? And, you know, it was um... – not really much you know my mom's story was just you know i was out you know we were doing our uh our mini mite thing and i you know i just wanted to be that guy you know and it was i don't know if it was just uh wanting to stop those other players and make them mad and uh <laughs> you know just get them frustrated and uh keep the puck out of the net you know it was just uh kind of a natural instinct for me to look at that and kind of go there okay well um so being in Springfield, uh, of course, that's southern That's southern Illinois. Who was the bigger influence professionally there? Was it the Blues uh, down in St. Louis, or was it the Hawks? Well, we had more of a Blues influence down here, a little bit of the Hawks. But, um, you know, the, starting out in youth hockey, you know, it was, I wanted to be the goalie, but kind of what brought me more into that is in 1992-93, uh, the Junior Blues started here, the junior program, and uh, my grandfather and grandmother, being the, the hockey people they were, they brought in the Billet kids. They had, I believe, four living with them uh, when the season first started in the inaugural season. Wow. And it was just, you know, the, the junior hockey after that. Um, my grandfather ran the referees. My Aunt uh, Sue did the... She did the uh, score sheet, which would always be multiple score sheets with all the fighting back then. Wow. Uh, my mom ran the clock. Uh, my my dad did the my dad did the light. My uncles ran the penalty boxes. You know, so we were we were 100 percent in. 
Oh my goodness, man. I guess so. That took, I mean, I understand that they, we always say, you know, hockey's a family thing, but in your case, oh my gosh, that, I mean, that is definitely uh 100% all family. Now, um, you know, you see all of this stuff with the junior blues, uh, that, I mean, did the community take to them right away? I mean, it's it, from what I can tell, it looks like that's something that, uh, the Springfield community probably went all in on. They did. Um, when they, the Springfield community and, you know, people, people went nuts with the New York blues, the, you know, the capacity was around 2,000, a little bit more. They eventually added some more bleachers to fill it in, but it was usually a packed house every night. Um, you know, they would have local car dealerships come, drive the cars on the ice, do giveaways. You know, they shoot the shoot the T-shirts into the crowds now. It was all done by arm back then. They'd have, uh, you know, people in the back of the trucks that they'd bring on the ice, throwing T-shirts to everybody uh, with all the, you know, sponsorships on the back with the logos. And actually, I still have probably some shirts from that season and beyond up to the early 2000s oh my goodness that is awesome now um you uh you so did you play when uh, they had the you know the the uh the programs that they in instituted there uh did you how long did you stay home as far as playing house and local travel all the way up until um, like the first year of midgets, I uh, I played there and then um, I started getting a few looks around. Um, I would always go out and try out in St. Louis, and I would always uh, try out against a few uh, very good very good goalies, which was uh, pretty hard back then. Um, you know, because the the player pools were small, but we were from we were from outside the state. We were from Springfield, and one of the goalies that I always tried out against was Mike McKenna, who played in the show. Uh, on more teams than you could count on both your hands. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, I eventually had to kind of look up north. So uh, I got a call down to play for the Junior Blues one day. Um, I really thought I was just going to go back up because uh, uh, some of their goalies were out going to, you know, recruitments uh, at different colleges. And I get a call from uh, one of the owners say, hey, we need you to come and play for us uh, tonight and maybe just back up. And I uh, – Went there, I was kind of nervous, not really know what was going on. I, I knew I'd just probably sit on the bench, but after uh, after warm-ups, the coach uh, comes down to the locker room as he's about to give his – or after his speech, and he looks at me and he says, new guy, you're starting. So oh. I go and play a, a game for the Junior Blues, and after that I went up and uh, I was trying out for Toledo a few years in that making when uh, Omi was the coach, and uh, – he tells me one year, he's like, you know what, I got a team for you to go look at and play on. He's like, we want you to play some AAA or some some other hockey before you come and play with us. So I ended up over in Fort Wayne, Indiana with um, uh, with Larry Herb, Cole Herb's dad. Oh, um, yeah. Cole played, played with the, the Cherokee. So he went off to play with the Cherokee that year. I went to play for Larry. And so uh, he said, you go play a season with them and uh, we'll give you a look the next season. So. I uh, I went and tried out for a few other teams before that, and before he committed to me, Cleveland uh, committed to me myself. So they offered me a contract. I told them, you know, it's like I I want to go play for the Cherokee, but I, you know, I don't know if they're going to take me. So well, we have a contract written up for you right now. You sign it, you're going to be with us. So I ended up playing over in Cleveland for the Jacks uh, for a half a season. Mm -hmm. Now. And, 
let's be let's back a little bit here. I want to talk a little bit okay. here about your uh, time coming through the ranks back home. Uh, you put you played house league. Um, when did you start playing travel? Uh, travel when I was about I think seven or eight actually because uh, we had the mini mite program and then um, mites back then was you know everything's different now everything's eight u ten u six u twelve u yeah that's kind of how they do it back then it was just you know you had your house then you went to mite squirt peewee and that was it you know and we would go down to St Louis and it was you either had to play A or double A those were only two. Uh, only two levels you could play and um we of course never shied to go play in the double a so i believe it was about seven or eight years old i was out traveling and playing uh my double a for the springfield Kings. okay now who were your coaches back then who were the guys that had a hand in helping you develop you uh one of them uh was uh tim johnson he um he was my coach up until uh about the midget level um and then we had uh howard hilby he was also another coach of mine that uh his son played on the team as well as johnson's kids uh so we all played together and then you know i had some different coaches throughout that time um you know they would come in and out their kids were a little bit older than me so they might coach me one year and then i'd have another year with the with uh, tim johnson and howard hilby and then we'd go back to those guys and then they'd be our coaches for a year but then tim and Howard would be the assistants, and uh, you know, then that's kind of how it worked uh, year in and year out. Okay. Now, um, so you start travel, uh, and when you started travel, uh, how how big of a change or an adjustment do you have to make as far as you know? I mean, obviously you have the house program, so everything's local, but with travel. I mean, where, where were some of the spots? I mean, obviously St. Louis had to be a spot to go to, but where else did you travel to when uh, you started playing? It was more of a uh, central Illinois back then, um, mainly Peoria, Champaign, Pekin. Um, sometimes we play over in Danville against Champaign every now and again that they would put together a squad. Most of the time those guys would go play over in Champaign. Um, sometimes down to Granite City in Illinois, but they would end up in, eventually ended up playing uh, in the St. Louis leagues. So we kept around the, the mid part of the state, really. Okay, well, so that wasn't too, too bad. I mean, but you still had the odd tournament, like in Chicago or, or Detroit or Toronto. Yeah, we would uh, stick up to the Chicago, St. Louis. We'd go, you know, as far as Nashville, sometimes Detroit, up to Wisconsin a lot. Um, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't do uh, an extensive amount of traveling as uh, what the kids do now. Oh, I know. My gosh. Now it's like California. Here we come. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, I, I never got all that, but it's like, okay, you know, they want to play. So anyhow, let me ask you, um, with all the travel involved and everything, uh, was it a challenge for you as far as when it came to school? Um, you know, for school, it was, uh, you know, we had to do our homework. It was either in the car if I wasn't sleeping because we had to get up uh, for a seven o'clock game. We'd have to get up at five 30, you know, so school was, it was more important for us to get it done before we traveled for hockey. So uh, now when it came to your uh, high school years, did you play high school or did you give any thought to it? Um, we don't really have any high school programs in central Illinois. Um, 
when I was playing, so it was all travel. Oh, so no matter no matter what, it was it was you were you were you were on the road. It was it was just yeah, being on the road, and uh, the the year that I left was my uh, senior year, and that's when the school decided to put together. They had enough kids coming up through the youth hockey that uh, for all the different high schools, they could put together a high school league. And when I was I was uh, you know my last year of my junior, you know it was like the last week of my junior year the principal who was also the athletic director comes up to me and asks if i'm going to play hockey there and i told him i said nope that i'm uh, going to be moving up north and playing uh playing hockey for other teams and he was a little disappointed because he knew all about me because i played in his football program so he was a little disappointed but he got my old bro- my younger brothers to be able to play so he was a little devastated not having a goalie but uh you know my brother kind of filled that gap Okay. Now you talked. You say you played football. Did you play football throughout your youth too? I played from sixth grade up until my junior year. Holy cow! How did you manage to juggle both of them? Because they kind of overlap, don't they? Yeah. Well, you know, back then we didn't have too many Friday night games, and most of our games were on Friday nights. And then we would travel after that if we had to go out of town on Saturday and Sunday uh, in the fall time. So. Uh, it's not like it is now where, you know, most of the games, like if you go to a tournament, these guys make you go up on Friday night. You'll have a Friday night game, sometimes Thursday night games. It all depends on what type of tournament it is. So it was it was very uh, doable back then to kind of balance both football and hockey together. Wow. Now, did it take its toll on you physically at all, being that you're a goalie? Um, you know, it actually helped out. Uh, when I started coming up and, you know, playing more uh, – higher level hockey we were in a bigger faster stronger program for our football so i'm coming up and we hit their weight rooms and the coaches would look at me and they're like how are you benching 250 260 pounds you weigh 170 and it's you know like uh well that's what we did we you know we did a bigger faster stronger program so we were just pumping weights and you know doing what we could to beat the competition here football wise okay so um now, did you ever get injured playing football? I did. Um, I had a few uh, few injuries. I had a few broken noses, uh, some dislocated appendages. And uh, my worst one, you know, those ones, a broken nose and dislocations, you know, those hurt. And then uh, I ended up uh, getting a hip pointer at, uh, in my, my junior year. I was actually um, I was a wide receiver, a defensive back, but mainly I was our uh, team's kicker our place kicker. Okay. So, um, during one of the practices, we didn't practice on that great of a field. And, uh, there's a lot of mole holes and different stuff back there. And I was uh, running a route and I stepped in one of those holes and ended up getting a hip pointer and ripping all the, all the muscle off my hip. Ow. And that was, that was unbelievably just painful because I, I, I couldn't walk and I was, you know, I had to use a, crutch you know for about three months before i was even able to start any kind of uh rehabilitation on it oh my god i'm hurting right now just thinking about it um so uh, so how long did that uh affect your ability to play i mean how long did uh, you not get to play hockey that year uh it was for about three or four months i was just you know i i would i would still get out and try to get on the ice but it was it was very painful so it was just me you know going at uh very very small pace to just get back to get back on track oh man 
that hurts me thinking about it. Now, Brett, you so you said you you finished with football your junior year. Yeah, that was my last year. Well, that injury kind of took me out for the rest of the year. And um, having that injury, just you know, it's it's odd because you know you could get an injury at any time, anywhere. And I never thought that I'd just be running out in the field and <laughs> stepping in a hole and being injured for four months. You know, so um, I, I told the coach after that, I was like, I probably won't play football next year. I'm gonna be focusing on hockey. I have people looking at me, asking me to come play on teams. You know, this and that. So. That was, you know, in my head that year after that injury. That was my that was my last year playing football. Mm. I take it it went over like a ton of lead. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was, the coach was like, "Well, what are we going to do for a kicker next year?" And I said, "Well, you know, you got a few other guys uh, you're, that could uh, kind of fill that spot." You know, it's like because I was never a soccer player, but I could boot that ball pretty good. You know, so wow, okay. So now, um, so now you go on to play. Uh, let's talk about your midget time just real quick um where where did you play and who did you play for i ended up playing for the fort wayne comets um over in fort wayne indiana yeah okay so you're with larry herb um how long did you play there one year it was a one-year stint yeah okay what was it like playing for for old larry it was actually uh it was it was a great experience um growing up in uh springfield youth hockey i would i would have goalie coaches come in and out uh, most of the time it was uh you know if i was a, a scorer it would be a midget kid that would come out and help um or just maybe one of the uh one of the goalies who might be billeted uh for the junior blues he'd come out and help for a little bit but i never really had a full-time goalie coach so when i ended up in fort wayne i i had a full-time goalie coach and it was fantastic because i never got to have that kind of structure in a practice where you know, the forwards and defense would do their kind of thing as warm up. And then I would get my, my one-on-one with the, the coach, you know, so it was, it was an experience that, you know, brought, it helped me, you know, it's like I moved to the next level out of double A to triple A, but it helped me, you know, kind of look at the different angles of, you know, what kind of hard work and, uh, you know, dedication it takes to go out and, know run all the different drills you know every you know every practice you know consistently rather than you know hey i might have a goalie coach come out tonight he might not show up so I look forward to the next week but i always knew that i get out there and be uh be tested and put to work okay now uh what type of team did you have there i mean as far as uh, were you guys competitive did you make playoffs uh, what what kind of team did you have um, we ended up not making nationals that year. It was um, kind of a rebuild year for uh, for Larry's team that year. They had a, a bunch of guys go play junior. The year before, they did fantastic. I think they won the Michigan National League, um, which was together back then. Um, uh, so it was kind of a rebuild team. They had some kids that came back. I think there was maybe five or six of them. Uh, you know, so it was – it was riddled with injuries, I believe, at the beginning of the year. We started out with 17, 18 kids on the team, and we ended up playing most of our season with, you know, 14, including goalies Ouch. that year. So we ended up, um, you know, kind of at odds against the competition because we they come with full benches, and we'd have maybe two and a half, three lines, you know, we're running against four. So it was it was an uphill battle. Oh, man, I guess so. Now, when you played there, were there any guys at all there that you played with that went on to play juniors uh, at the same time you did? 
Uh, yeah, there is uh, one dimension. His name was uh, Kaylee Schrock, and um, he ended up uh, being the captain of the Fort Wayne Comets, the, the semi-pro team, um, you know, after his uh, career. He uh, played for the Owls, and then um, I believe that next year, uh, John Hale, who was on our team as well, he played for the Cherokees. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember if uh, Dustin Warner ended up playing there or he ended up going somewhere else. Yeah, he went somewhere uh, else. He, uh, he didn't play in Toledo. Uh, yeah, I think they were looking at him, but then he ended up uh, making a decision beyond that. And then uh, there was another kid, uh, Julian Verdine. He went and played uh, Junior A, I think, for the Topeka Scarecrow or one of the teams out here uh, for the North American League. But, uh, there, you know, after that, there was, you know, just like a handful of us went on to the next level. Okay. So now tell me, you you got signed by uh you said you ended how did you end up after fort wayne you ended up going to cleveland well you know uh, all the junior teams up there they ended up having uh tryouts different uh weekends of you know the off season so i ended up actually going up and trying out for grand rapids um he was kind of teetering me uh saying uh, you know i'll give you a call i'll give you a call and i told him i said well you know i'm gonna go try out for cleveland next week so i went up and tried for cleveland and i never received a call or anything so um uh jacobson ended up uh offering me a contract up there uh i showed up pretty showed up to play in uh tryouts and i got a i got a pretty good story uh for those tryouts which kind of helped me stand out uh and you know in the eyes of the coaches mm-hmm. if, you, if you'd like to hear about it no, I can tell please you about do it. don't don't hold back go <laughs> So we were uh, we were in the final you know the final game the the All Star game all the kids who were going to be returning and the prospects who they were looking at and I was uh, in net and the puck comes down behind ours our net so uh, to give the defenseman a little bit of time to pick up the puck the the forward uh, coming to attack the puck uh, kind of ducked his head in at the net on my uh, blocker side and. Well, you know, and me and uh, like to stir up stuff. I uh, gave him a little jab to the head, and uh, he spun out, spun out behind the net, and got up and wanted to fight me. And then uh, <laughs> all my team just jumped in, and they all started to fight. And uh, after, then he was a, he was one of the fighters on the team, actually, which I didn't know. Oh, but yeah. um, af- after, you know, when I did my interview with the coach, uh, before he even uh, put the paper down in front of me, he just. He says, what was going through your head to hit our fighter and start that, you know, scrum? And I said, well, you know, I really wasn't thinking about it. I just wanted to give the defenseman a little bit of extra time uh, to pick up the puck to make a play. <laughs> he just kind of shook his head and he said, well, you know, we, uh, we really enjoyed uh, watching you out there and we're going to offer you a contract to play for us this year. That is funny. So I so I walk out the door and I talk to my mom and dad and I said, well, you know, I've, I've always wanted to play for Toledo. And they said, you know, you went up there and tried out so many years. I said, you know, what makes you think they're going to take you this year? He said, they offered you a contract here. We think you should do it. And um, they asked me what I thought. And I, you know, I liked the group of guys that, that was there. You know, they were all talking after that game. They were all, you know, kind of coming up and giving me pats in the locker room, even the, even the fighter kid. And he says, I can't believe you did that, you know? And he's like, he, I think they all kind of had the notion that they were going to offer me the contract to play. Cause I was, you know, very standout in the, in the tryout. So that was kind of the, the beginning of that little, uh, 
I think it was maybe three months in uh, Cleveland that I was there. That's funny. I, I, I mean, you always had kind of that uh, that rep of being kind of a, a crap disturber. You like to mix it up. Uh, that that was kind of your thing, and uh, that I remember anyway. Now, Cleveland, uh, I'm trying to remember. Did you did you also play? Well, let's talk about your time in Cleveland first. We'll we'll, we'll go as we go here. Um, when you were in Cleveland, uh, were you the starter uh, for that whole time there, or were you rotating, or were you the backup? Well, I was. Uh, I came in. Um, they had a Joey Roberts was the goalie back then. You might remember calling some of the games with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had Cody Williams, who ended up going to playing for Anchorage, I believe, in the North American. So it was me and Joe Roberts, um, and I was I was sort of his backup. He would, you know, mainly start the first game if uh, you know. I'd have a good showing in practice that week. I'd, I'd get to play the second game. So we kind of went on and off and, um, you know, uh, it, we kind of went back and forth. We were both very competitive goalies. And so um, I, we ended up, you know, playing maybe three or four, three or four weeks. And uh, we come into a, come into a few uh, tough weeks where, you know, we, we had a, a few losses and then uh, we ended up playing Wayne one weekend and um i think the first game we might uh i can't remember if we won or lost but we went into the next game and i got to play and we ended up winning three to one and we were i, I think we were down most of the time uh through calls uh playing playing five on threes four on three or you know just down from penalties and i had a very good showing i just uh i stood on my head most of the game i think we won uh, you know, like three to one, I had 40 some shots against me. Um, they were just peppering me and Rob Kroll, who was a coach of the Wayne wheels at the time, they are. So after my showing, uh, there against them, I guess, uh, he was talking with, uh, Jacobson and Rob of course played with the Cherokee. So, um, he knew my cousin and he knew me from him. So, he, uh, he offered uh, a couple players up for a trade for me over to Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a couple weeks after that. Um, we uh, had a great game. I ended up, I can't remember who we played, but we won. So I get brought out. You know, it's like we're partying with all the guys on the team. And the captain and the assistant captains come up to me and they're like, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the team, but this is the night we're celebrating you. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get traded to Detroit, and it was kind of a it was kind of a break to me because I really ended up gelling with those guys a lot. You know, we uh, we're all good buddies, and I'm still very good buddies with some of those guys now. Um, so I ended up getting tra- traded over to Wayne, which was it was really shock a shock to me because I had to call my dad after that, and I said, Dad, we're I got to be over in Detroit in uh, a week. You know, to start practice over there because, uh, you know, I, I got traded over there. They're missing their number one goalie, and I'm going to go fill that spot. So he he drove, and uh, we ended up making the trip over to Detroit. And it was uh, – that, that's that's a start of another good story there. Oh, please do tell. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we get there. Um, the practices for Wayne were uh, – uh, in the evening time. So we ended up getting over, um, I think it was maybe a Tuesday night and, uh, we show up to the rink where the team is all stretching out for, uh, off ice. 
and I walk in the door and we had just beaten them like a couple weeks before and every single one of those guys on the team just looks at me and it was just kind of like a stare down and then they all kind of get up and come over like hey you know welcome to the team you know it's like we couldn't believe you stood on your head and beat us that game blah 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 and it kind of went on from there you know uh, we all you know kind of gelled together I was kind of filling that spot for their number one goalie um, so, you know, so they're kind of looking at me to, you know, help, help lead the team, uh, you know, to, to, you know, kind of, I think they were in like sixth place at the time and they just wanted, you know, to stay in the top eight to make the playoffs. So they kind of looked at me to, you know, help them, help them stay there. Okay. And now when uh, you played the second half, the whole second half of the season in Wayne? Yes. Yes. Okay. And how, what, tell me, uh, cause I'm trying to remember, uh, now don't take this as an insult cause it's not, did you play for motor city? Did you play for another team before Toledo? I did not. I just played for, uh, uh, just Cleveland before that. Okay. So it was Cleveland, Wayne, and then Toledo. Uh, well, there was a little bit of story after Wayne because, uh, that year after I played for Wayne, um, the wheels folded, and then they uh, started up as the Ice Dogs after that. Yeah, the Michigan Ice Dogs. They were out of Plymouth, yeah. weren't they? They did. Yep, that's where they were playing out of. So um, that's that's a little bit on down the road here. So um, you know, I got to Wayne, and uh, you know, we had we had a very good season. Um, you know, St. Louis was a team to beat back then. Peoria, we ended up having some really good showings against them, and uh, Toledo was also another very good team. So we were right there competing against the top teams, you know, to, to take those playoff spots and uh, ended up, uh, you know, starting just about every game, except for when we had played Cincinnati, uh, Rob would all, every time we play Cincinnati, he'd be like, Hey, you want to take a weekend off, go home, visit the family, visit your friends, go ahead. We're going to play the backup goalies against them. Cause uh, I don't know if you remember ever, it was kind of always the, the outcome was, uh, always in favor of the team playing against the Cincinnati swords back then. They were, yeah, they were, they did not have a lot of numbers back then. Uh, they were, yeah, they were not a very competitive team back then. I remember them having a very good goalie though. I think his name was like Lee lands lands down or something That's like it. that. He was, he was a, a Swedish goalie. He was a over, British kid. He was a British kid. He was a British kid. That's right. Yeah. And I think that kid saw more rubber in the league than any other any other goalie. And, and uh, I always had great respect for him, you know, because that's you know that's kind of how I always grew up um, playing. It was always us as the underdogs, me getting you know 40, 50 shots on me a game. But you know that's kind of what makes you a better goalie, seeing more rubber, not just always winning games uh, with a few shots on you. So yeah, he went on after the after his career was done in juniors. A few years later, he actually coached in Cincinnati. He coached the team. I don't know if they were the Steam or whatever they were called back then. They went through a few different name changes, but uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so but uh, so now, uh, did you make the playoffs then with Wayne? We did. Um, so uh, our first uh, first series was against Toledo when I was in, with Wayne. Mm-hmm. So that was a, uh, it was, uh, so, you know, I'd been cut from Toledo a few years before I ended up not playing for Toledo that year. Cause I ended up going to Cleveland. So it was, it was, you know, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder that year. Uh-huh. Um, so 
I had a a pretty funny story to begin before the uh, the play, before our series started. Um, a few guys, you know, I was 19 at the time, so a few of us guys on our team, like you know, it's like we're we're ready for the playoffs. We just won our our, our last games, you know, through the season, and uh, we wanted to go, you know, blow off some steam and. We uh, head on over to Windsor and we go out, you know, we're partying and stuff. And there was a little mix up uh, between one of the kids. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but we had a, you know, he had a night where he really wasn't all, all there after a, a few cocktails. And uh, he thought I was someone else and stuck me in the eyes, both eyes really quick. Cause he was one of our fighters oh, and uh, didn't even, didn't know it was me. And I was just trying to talk to him and he blackened both my eyes. Oh dear. So, so uh, we come to practice that. Uh, <laughs> we come to practice that next week, and Kroll sees the, my, my both my black eyes and asks what happens, and reams him pretty good. So, going on to the to the series against Toledo, um, I think uh, I think everybody when I walked in the rink that night, including uh, Todd Omi, he they just saw the two black eyes on me and they're like, Oh my gosh. They're like, you know, they have a goalie who cannot see because my eyes were almost swelled shut from it. Oh man. His, his hands were the size of jackhammers, this kid. And then he, he got me good. Wow. So uh, I came in and it looked like I couldn't see a bit, but that wasn't the case. Um, I think we went two and O against Toledo, uh, two wins, uh, two to one. They were very close games. I think, uh, Kelly Kester came back after playing uh, some junior or junior a hockey that year for the playoffs. And, um, I, I can't remember if I still have one of those tapes. Cause after I started playing with Toledo, uh, I think, uh, I, I was given one of the tapes from one of those games that I think I might've left it at my aunt's house in Colorado when I was commuting to Arizona one year, but, um, it was, it was an unbelievable series. It was, it was two to one, both games. We were playing in Monroe. Cause I think, uh, that's where the home rink was yes. for Toledo there. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just, it was, you know, it was a crazy series. And afterwards, you know, me, he says, you got me. He says, uh, I should have taken you, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, I can't remember the goalie's name I played against, uh, you know, uh, on the ice that those two games, um, but it was, you know, I think he took him over me the one year before. And it was just, you know, I said, I came in with the chip on my shoulder, showed him what I could do. Um, and I, and, you know, it was, it was a very tough fought series. So we ended up, uh, we ended up in Wayne playing, uh, in the Robertson cup down. I think it's the Robertson cup, wasn't it? Or was it something else? No, Robertson was junior A. Yeah. And um, it was the, it was the Herster. I think they, it was gold. Herster cup. Cup. Yep. Yeah, and then it went, they changed it to the Hurst. Yep. Yeah. It was the Herster cup. So we ended up, uh, Playing down in St. Louis that year, it was uh, it was Peoria, St. Louis, uh, Grand Rapids, and uh, Wayne were the four teams playing for for the cup. Um, we ended up not winning the cup, but uh, we ended up beating Peoria. And I always tried out for Peoria too. Um, uh, what's his name down there? Kevin, uh, Loon. Kevin Loon. Yeah, I played I play uh, senior hockey. Well, uh, playing tournaments against him right now. Uh, still to this day. Um, but you know, we, uh, we lost both the games. We lost against Grand Rapids. Uh, we lost against, uh, St. Louis, but we beat Peoria two to one. It was another outstanding game, just like, uh, the games I'd played against Toledo. And, um, that year, uh, the central States 
league was allowed to bring three teams to nationals because Metro won the year before. Mm -hmm. So um, us beating Peoria, we were the third team. So we got to go to nationals that year. Wow. And then ended up taking third in nationals. Holy cow. I just, the thing I remember most Brett about that though, was that Omi and a number of us were 13 types of PO'd at you. Because it was you that stole that that series for uh, against us. It, I mean, you'll. I know you're going to try to deflect it, but it was the goaltending. Everybody said it was the goaltending that made the difference, and that's part of the reason why they uh, brought you in uh, when they did was because of the fact that uh, the showing you made against us in the playoffs. They were so mad because you robbed us blind. You really did. And that's, uh, I think, the case for uh, Peoria as well, because like I said, I tried out for them many years. So I think those were the the better games that I had played that season because, you know, I came in with a chip on my shoulder to play against those teams because both those coaches, you know, it's like I tried out for them before and it was, it you know, it was me there to show show them what they might have missed out on and what they did miss out on. So um they they ended up those three games being two to one games each game probably 40 plus shots against me each game it was you know it was a great little run there and it it just got to show what i could do and it was it was a time in my life where i I, you know never forget it yeah that's funny now um when you uh so you you go to nationals where was nationals that year uh it was in blaine uh minnesota that year Oh. I think they held it there multiple years in a row, actually. Yeah, they did. Uh, now that you mention that, yeah. Um, now, when you <clears> – tell me about the experience, just kind of the overall flavor of what it was like at Nationals that year. It was actually kind of surreal because we were a team. We were sixth in the league. Um, we ended up having a good showing in playoffs. And we're playing against, you know, teams that had won every single – you know, they they were killing the teams in their divisions and mm-hmm. their leagues. Um, so we ended up getting placed in uh, one of the brackets where I think we played uh, played Philadelphia. We played uh, I can't remember the team from Idaho or something. I, I can't remember the name of that team. The then Junior we played Steelheads. Uh, no, no um, shoot. Um, I can't remember the name of the team right off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I have a tape at home from the tournament um, that has a name on it, but uh, we also played the Laconia Leaves, I believe, that year, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up beating all three of those teams. Wow! And nobody thought we were going to do it. And you said it before; it's like, oh, it might have been the goaltending. It could have been, you know. You got to stay humble. Um, and then uh, we ended up playing uh, Phoenix in the uh, in the semifinals, mm-hmm. and Phoenix that year was like forty-eight and nothing. Nobody get to beat them. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they were on one of those West Coast teams where, you know, they were on fire. Actually, there was a kid on that team who played in Champaign. Um, I played against them my whole life. We ended up being on that team. And I wish we could beat them because they always beat us. Um, so he, he got me once again. Um, but, you know, we went, ended up playing them the semifinals. They beat us like, I think, four to nothing. And they were like, their kids were just, they all had to be 20 years old. They were just uh, giants compared to our kids. And, they rolled over us, and then they, I think they ended up beating St. Louis uh, uh, one to nothing, actually, for the championship that year. Um, so 
Uh, we ended up third because we had already beaten because the, the team that came in second in our division uh, or our bracket, they ended up playing St. Louis. So they, they got the fourth place. Uh, we ended up third since we beat them head to head. And it was it was something that really uh, we never expected to happen that year. So uh, that was the same year that uh, the Miracle movie came out. Um, oh, yeah. So when we were commuting from uh, Detroit to, to Blaine that year, I think we might have watched Miracle seven or eight times. Oh. And that was, you know, some inspiration there. You know, we were coming in as some underdogs. Nobody knew who we were. We were sixth place in the league. And, you know, it, it you know kind of put some steam under us. And we ended up having a good showing. Now, who was your coach back then for Wayne? Or it was Crowley, but I meant uh, who was it your was owner? Um, was it Tony? Kozlowski or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. I was thinking uh, to- Tony Ventigli. I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah, yeah, Tony was the – but his uh, the other guy, I think there was two owners. So he was one of them, Tony Ventimiglio or something like yeah. that. I can't remember. Um, yeah, he was great. He was always a firecracker for us. He had always said at the end of the – end of the rink and he had uh, definitely let the refs know what he felt oh he was he had a, a just a bellowing voice man when he was when we'd be up there doing games and i'd be sitting there going oh gosh i got you know i would be like a section over away from him set up and you could hear him throughout the rink and you could be in the bathroom or over in the concession stands out outside of the rink and you could still hear tony yell uh-huh yeah <laughs> you know he would just go and go and go and then um i found out later he told me later he's like you know what i just come out here to yell and vent some steam you know he said because he he goes this is my this is my time where i get to come and get actually get out he said because i think he had like a a, a really uh sick uh sister who was like an invalid that he took care of so he would uh-huh. He would, uh, he said, he goes, yeah, so I just, this is my chance to get out here, just blow off some steam and to come out here and yell at the hockey game. And so after that, I was like, okay, you know, and we became friends then, you know, at the, at before that, man, it was like, man, he drove me nuts with all his yelling because he could, I mean, I'm not kidding. You could hear him like two, two sheets of ice over that guy could yell. <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> he could, but uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was one of the, he was one of those guys. He was a character in that league and, uh, it, it, that's what I remember about him. So that's why I was I wasn't sure if he was still. I know shortly after that he sold the team, but um, uh, or folded it as it were. <clears throat> but yeah. But still the uh, the the that still was now that was still a special team though. I mean to be able to do that. Uh, do you still keep in touch with any of those guys that played in Wayne? Um, I do. I'm friends with them on uh, you know Facebook. We don't you know throw back some uh throw back here and forth every now and again some comments and stuff and you know ask how you're doing and stuff you know like that but um you know uh i i i see them all you know and they're all doing great you know so that's yeah that's just good enough for me you know if they want to reach out that's fine sometimes i reach out uh we all have busy lives now that uh we're all grown and had had to get some real world uh jobs going on here so and also, you know, families of your own real life happen. And families of our own. Yes, that's true. You know, so I'm I'm always busy with hockey with my kids. I'm the coach of their team. So, yep. Well, we're going to get into that here in just a second. Now, uh, you said that you went after Wayne folded. You ended up, go, well, did you go to Michigan? Well, I went, I went back. So the team basically it went to the Michigan Ice Dogs. They folded Wayne, but, you know, they, they went up and they were playing out of Plymouth, I believe, in a different rank, uh, you know, 
the one of the other owners besides Tony, he took full possession. So they folded Wayne. He wanted to or start the Ice Dogs. Um, that year they they fired Rob and he went down to Toledo, mm-hmm. um, being assistant coach for Varga. So um, I I really you know I went back up there. The new coaches were. Not my style. I still had Brian Holsinger, which is, you know, one of the, my favorite goalie coaches of this day. And I, I have to throw a, a little shout out there to Ted Schlipp because he was my goalie coach in, uh, um, in Cleveland who, you know, taught me a lot of stuff. And so did Brian Holsinger up there. But, you know, Holsey was the only guy there that was there from the year before coaching staff wise. So I just felt like, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. It was all a brand new team. I think we had maybe three or four returning guys. And like, uh, Kroll brought me there. So I was, you know, I, I wasn't that happy, you know? So, um, who was the coach back then? Was that Dan? Uh, Sorry. Was that Dan? That was the coach for, uh, Michigan. Um, you know, I can't remember. Um, I ended up living with one of the coaches and we really didn't see eye to eye. So, um, it was just me, you know, it's like, no matter what happened there, it was, uh, you know, I wanted to trade. So, and it was I wanted to be traded to lead to Toledo. And there was some bad blood between, you know, you know, Rob being uh, let go. And um, there was no way that I could be traded straight to Toledo from from Detroit. So uh, what ended up happening was I ended up being on a three way trade or a three team trade where I it was like a few ghost trades with uh, me going down to Peoria for two weeks and then I ended up uh, ended up in Toledo. I think there was a ghost trade to Columbus and Cincinnati that I didn't even go spend any time there. It was just a contract being made, contract being signed, and you know, then signed back over. And I ended up in Toledo finally, and uh, back with uh, Kroll and uh, Kroll and playing for Varga. Now, so you finally get to you get to come where you wanted to in the first place. What was it like the first time you walked into that locker room in Toledo? It was, you know, they were all they were all kind of excited because um, I'm not, I think uh, both the goalies that they had at that time were both rookie goalies, so they were very excited to have a, a veteran goalie come in and uh, you know fill the pipes there. Now, um, were you? Did you have? I mean, now you're a 20 year old at this point, correct? Yeah. So now, did you? I mean, even though you're a 20 year old, you're a veteran. Did you have any kind of? Uh, I don't know, anticipation or eagerness or any nerves when you went into the um, Well, I was kind of eager to, you know, kind of be one of the leaders for the team because I know that was a rebuilding year for Toledo as well. There was a lot of young guys who ended up playing multiple years for Toledo, um, you know, so they all kind of looked up to me a little bit, you know, to be there for them and, uh, you know, help them win games, you know, so it was – other other life stuff too, rather than just hockey, you know, because I was I was the older oldest guy on the team. I was I was there for them to, you know, if they needed any support in any other way, I was there, you know. So it was good to be that good to be that guy. Okay, so you go into you go you come to Toledo, and again, uh, it, it was one of those things where it's like, finally we get we got our guy because of you know the way you you played against Toledo uh, before with Wayne. Um, now, what were uh, did they did Varga or or Crowley tell you anything as far as what their expectations for you were? You went in there talking about you wanted to be that guy. What were their expectations of you from their standpoint? 
you know, their their expectations for were for me to be that guy. You know, they had a uh, uh, Tony. I remember. I can't remember her last name right off the top of my head. It started with a C. Um, but you know, he. They're like, you know, we want you to go out and you know, kind of set an example for him as well because you know he's a 15, 16 year old kid who you know he has a lot of potential. You know, any kind of pointers you could give them, you know. So, I, you know, they wanted me to fill that role of the veteran player. You couldn't stab, slap a C on me or anything. But, you know, it was um, w- without, you know, it was a ghost C. I was kind of like, you know, kind of the one of those guys that, you know, kind of led everybody, whether it was inspirational-wise, what I did the year before, anything could happen uh, type stuff and keep them in games and, you know. Like I said, just kind of be that guy, and you know. And we always had conversations, um, you know. And uh, it was it was just a great situation to be in. Um, even though it was my last year of juniors, uh, I got to you know kind of help all those young guys out who were coming into their own, um, kind of like me. You know, I I started a little bit later in juniors. I wasn't that young when I started, but you know, it's it just kind of showed them like you could go anywhere, do anything, at, no matter what age, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you come to Toledo. Um, what, do, what do you remember about some of the guys that were in that locker room? Well, um, they were all like, you know, there was a few uh, kids that I think were 18, 19, but they were all young, you know, so they were all just still kind of coming into their own and, you know, goofy kids and, you know, uh, they all had their own, personality and it was actually really fun to be there with them because like you know all the guys on the team uh the years before that i had played you know they're all they're all older my age so it was it was uh you know kind of seeing like all the different things that these guys were into how they played how they talked how they joked it was it was really fun it was a very dynamic locker room i'm trying to remember some of the guys from back then that was like guys like i'm thinking was that uh I, I think Ryan Burry was our, our captain on the team. Um, then there was a, you know, I could I could remember some names. Uh, Jensen, I believe he went. AJ ended yep. up going and playing for hockey. Uh, yeah, AJ Jensen. Um, uh, let's see here. Dan Higgins was on the team. What's that? Dan Bajacki. Bujacki was on the team. Higgins was on the team, and they all ended up playing with my younger brother too. You know, so. They got to know me before they got to know him. Yeah, yeah, we we, we all know about Bart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I got a good story for that too, and that'll come right at the end. Okay, beautiful. Um, now, uh, when you, I mean, I mean, well, Higgy, my gosh, that guy was—he uh, was a big boy, and uh, he was a big kid, and young kid too. I was like, oh my gosh, this kid's huge, and he's sixteen years old. <laughs> yeah, that could that kid could uh, he had he had knuckles on him that could hurt people, and. And Jax, but Jackie, Dan, but Jackie was one of those guys where if, if the, it's, he deserved a better shake than he got when it came to recruiting. Um, because that kid was a very talented player could put the puck in the net and he was a tough kid. Mm -hmm. He had some very good hands. I remember that he could stick handle himself out of a paper bag. Yes, he could. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to remember some of these other guys too. You know, AJ, you talk about AJ. I remember because, uh, I'm still friends with AJ to this day. So, you know, I remember a lot of the stuff when he went and played, uh, after he played in the, uh, mid Atlantic hockey league, which it was like, a, it's like kind of from the ashes of that 
came is now known as the Federal uh, Prospects Hockey League. Uh-huh. And he had a cup of coffee in the ECHL as well. And then he uh, he joined the, the military and uh, he came home from that and is doing fine now. He's he's working. He's got a, married with a family uh, and stuff. And so he's doing great. Uh, now, I'm trying to remember who else was back then. Uh, was that uh, back when, like, I'm trying to remember, was this, I might, if the names don't register, they, like I said, the years kind of run together a little bit. But uh, uh, does it, I'm trying to remember on also on defense and on offense. Uh, was it like Ryan Bond in, in that? No, that I think he came Ryan up. Ryan Bond was on the team. He was one of our forwards. He was one of the young kids. Um, I believe, um, let's see here. He, he came down with Kroll. Um, but he played for us in Wayne, um, and I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I can't remember. I, some, I got hit in the head a lot, of course, you know that, Mick. Uh, sometimes the names don't come that quick to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, but at least you got uh, an excuse. And, you Andrew can... Oshalak was on the team. Oh, shit. Yeah, Osh was on the team. Um, shoot, I'm trying to remember here. Gosh, it was such such a long time ago. Um, you know, uh, shoot. You probably know the names better than me. Now, did you guys uh, – <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Uh, at, at least you got an excuse that you got hit in the head with a puck. I don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to remember. Do you, now, did you guys back then uh, in terms of the – that? oh, you know who else played back then was um, uh, I think it was Corey Abaglen, Abby? Yep, yep. So um, yeah, because now that was a that was a speed guy. He he had he could he had a nose for the net and put a lot of pucks in. But uh, again, like I said, there were some talented players on that team, real talented players. Now, what was the uh, the the personality in the locker room like uh, as a whole? I mean, were guys the guys pretty much all stick together, or did they uh, did they kind of? Um, uh, you know, kind of have their little small groups that they broke off into. I mean, if you remember, uh, it was, it was, um, you know, uh, well, a lot of those guys came from the team Toledo. Um, I think they won like, uh, you know, something <clears throat> the year before. So those guys all kind of had their little group, but you know, in the locker room, we always came, always came together and it was, you know, always a lighthearted, um, we're, ha- we're here to have fun type attitude. Okay. And what was it like when you played for playing for uh, Varga and Crowley and those guys? What was the coach like? Uh, the coaches were great. Like, you know, I had played for Kroll before, you know, so I kind of knew his manner mannerisms already. And uh, Varga, you know, he was kind of in that same uh, same boat as Kroll as his mannerisms went. So, like, you know, we fit in well. Like, we always have have conversations in the coach's room, you know, sit there and joke and, you know, talk about the game, what our, uh, you know, strategies were going in, you know, what we needed to do on the ice, if we should go out and start, you know, throwing gloves right away and, you know, set a tone or, you know, we, we were there and we were always there to support each other. We fed off each other and it was great because they, you know, I was one of the older guys, so they'd, they'd bring me in. We'd, we'd, we'd kind of talk about the game and, you know, we we were all like minded, so it was it was very you know it was a very good experience there with those guys. Yeah. Now, uh, when um, you know, I I trying to remember that was that was the year. I think uh, did we we went to nationals that year, didn't we? No, we actually lost um, the the first uh, 
the first uh, round of playoffs that year, which was really, you know, it was kind of upsetting. Um, I can't remember who we lost to. It might have been like Chicago or somebody. I can't remember uh, right off the top of my head. I might have a puck at home that says, you know, last junior game uh lost to these guys this game you know it's like you want to remember all the good times too but you got to remember you know what who made you who you are today yeah so um we ended up going out you know which was disappointing but those kids you know it was it was a building year for them and i think you know i thought it is you know i was one of those uh building blocks to help them get to where they got to you know and they did get better because i know it was like shortly after that uh the team did go to nationals and made it all the way to the championship game. I think it was 05, and they lost to uh, St. Louis. It was an all-CSHL final. And, uh-huh. Were, yep. And I think Bart Bart played on that team as well. So, yeah, yeah, he did. You know, there was all – there were, you know, it's like no matter what in life, there's steps to get you to where you were, you know. And I was one of those – one of those steps to help those guys get there. And um, we could go on to that from here, you know, because we talked about the end of the season. We ended up mm-hmm. going out and playoffs the first round. So, you know, my younger brother, he ended up coming playing uh, some games. I told you in uh, when we were, I was in Fort Wayne, we were riddled with injuries. We didn't have a big bench or anything. So we'd go to some showcases. And Bart, he played for uh, Peoria for their uh, Riverman team, which was their double-A Central States team back then. And he would come and fill in and play, you know, in some triple-A games with us, with them and showcases. So... He wanted to go play for Toledo because, you know, before I played there, my cousin Brad played there. And that was kind of the inspiration for me to go to Toledo because, you know, he played there. They won nationals and I think was it 98, yeah. um, you know, so that's where I always wanted to go. That's why I always, you know, wanted to play. Um, and Bart, you know, kind of had those aspirations, too. And he asked me, he says, how do I make the team? And I said, you go find the biggest guy on the ice and you, you beat him up. You basically drop the gloves with them and you throw with them. And I said, you'll get looked at. And he ended up doing that, you know, and (laughs) he, he heeded the words, you know, it's like, say, you know, it's like, Hey, I could inspire anyone in any ways. And if it's my younger brother telling him to go uh, fight somebody that, that, you know, so be it. Oh man. I'll tell you what, that, that kid, Uh, I, I hope, I hope that you tell him to get a hold of me because I'd love to do a podcast with him and uh, talk about, you know, his time in Toledo and, uh, just, uh, uh, how does a gangly scrawny little guy like him end up like basically like, uh, beating the snot out of like most of the CSHL? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we, we helped with that. Me and my other brother, because we beat the snot out of him before he was able to beat the snot out of everybody else. Well, that's true. So, uh, and, you know, we gave him a little bit of a thicker skin than, uh, you might've thought he had. Yep. So, um, so he ended up, you know, he ended up going and showing up pretty good, you know, and uh, I was actually, we were watching the Montreal uh, t- Toronto game last night, at my dad's house. And I told him I was going to be on the podcast with you today that, uh, you know, you'd have to get a hold of him and uh, uh, do one with him as well. Good, good. And, uh, and uh, how about your dad? I remember Butch very well. Uh, he always would come up to talk to me uh, and and I just, I, I mean, it just like, I just like melted. I just sit there and <clears throat> we just sit there and it was like, we were like two old friends that had known each other our whole lives. And it was, he, I only met him like briefly, you know, I didn't like, I, I knew him just a, a little bit with you. I got to know him a little more with Bart, but uh, your dad was one of those guys that, uh, 
he was just so easygoing with me and everything. And, and always, whenever he'd see me, he'd come over to me and shake my hand and we'd start talking. And, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I got to set my stuff up, but eh, so what? I'll get to it. You know, <laughs> I would sit there and just talk with Butch forever and uh, stuff. So, you know, that's another nice thing. He, he could talk your ear off. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, no, no, no comment. <clears throat> anyway, but, <laughs> but no, seriously though, he, like I said, he was always good to me, you know, always was always uh, had a nice, nice thing to say always. And, you know, that's the thing I remember most about him was that, yeah, he could talk to a post, but by God, he always was nice about it. And I always enjoyed talking to him. That was the other, you know, some guys you can sit there and go, okay, yeah, whatever. But him, no, you you listen to him. And, and like I said, we always got and had great conversations and stuff. And that's the thing I remember most about him. Now, um, now when you finished in Toledo after that last game, uh, was that a tough transition? Was that a kind of a, what did you do when, after you, when you were taking your skates off for the last time? Oh, well, you know, I had, I had a lot of offers before that year, um, to go play in a lot of different places. Um, it was, you know, me kind of, you know, trying to figure out who I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. Of course I wanted to keep playing hockey. Um, a few years before that I had, a Paul Fassbender who was interested in me, who, uh, they started the club, Arizona state team out there in Arizona. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but then I, um, you know, I'm a family guy. Um, it's always been, you know, Springfield based and I decided, um, you know, I could have went out and played in the SUNY. I could have went and played in Wisconsin. I could have, I, I, you know, I had a lot of different offers, but I ended up playing back in uh, Springfield for the Robert Morris team there. Cause uh, a few years before that they had formed a team, um, and, you know, it's like uh, a few of the guys that I had known and grown up and played hockey with, a few of them from Peoria, a few from Pekin, a few from Springfield. Uh, the coach was uh, an old junior blues player. I'd, I'd known their family all my life. And he says, you know, how about you come play for us? He's like, you got a pretty good team. He's like, you know, we're going to we're gonna have a good year. You know, he's like, you're going to be our, our probably our starting goalie, you know. And I ended up starting a lot of games for him. But that was, you know, kind of where I ended up. You know, I just decided to go home you know it's like uh just being there you know it's like my grandma was there um my grandfather was there you know so i was able to go play in front of them uh you know rather than them come to me you know they were they were there for home games so it, it, i just felt more comfortable at home you know being away for you know three four years um you know just you know bus hotel playing bus hotel hockey you know it was it was just like you know good to get home see friends and sleep you know, in your own bed it's it, well not necessarily but you know <laughs> i was old enough to get my own place uh slept in my own bed for a little while and then you know it, it, i was i was out on my own but it, it was kind of me you know going home and being on my own as well so it's the foundation where i started it was the foundation where i i came back to you know so Hey, nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. So you played That's all right. four years at Robert Morris? I ended up only playing one, actually. Um, there were some tiffs going on, and I just kind of wanted to go be me. Like I said, I was kind of in that uh, I want to find myself type of stage where, you know, it's like I knew I could do like I could go play hockey and do that kind of stuff. But it was also one, you know, go out and experience other things as well, you know. So I played one year there, and then I ended up moving out to – 
to Arizona. I uh, talked to the coach out there, and it ended up not working out um, to where I'd play for the team. So I ended up just coaching um, some uh, learn-to-play hockey out there. And, you know, I stayed out there for about a year and a half, and uh, it, was, it was great, you know, because I was kind of an outsider there coming down and you know, I played some some men's league down there, and these guys were like, "Who is this guy?" You know, and I was all, actually always a pretty good forward, so I, I actually play a lot more forward than I play goalie now. Um, so it, I went down there, and uh, we were playing semi-pro guys who moved down to Arizona, and I would I would sit there, I would I would get in fights with these guys who were, you know, it's like I'm not a tall guy, I'm five eight now. I think there's a I, I used to be five nine, five ten on skates, but I live in Rochester, Illinois now. I think the gravity had got to me there. So I think I might be shrinking. So, But either way, I was, I was a small guy, and none of these other guys played hockey how, how I played or how you play up north. And we would play these teams where they, these guys were semi-pro players, huge guys, older guys. And I'd go out there, and they'd start giving me the business, thinking that I, you know, it's like I might be a, a decent forward player. And I'd give it right back to them. And uh, it, it was there was a few games where they had to call the games and they were just melees. And it would it'd be funny because my middle brother, Mark, he lived out there and we played on the same team. And we'd get in fights with these guys. And everybody on our team would be sitting on the bench while me and my brother were fighting five guys on the ice. And it was it, it was fun. Like, you know, it's like I just went out and played hockey to where it was just, you know, there, there was – Nobody really cared about what was going on. Maybe they cared about where they went went to afterwards to get a drink or whatever. But you know, it, it was it was a fun time. I, I was just playing hockey to play hockey, and um, after that, you know, I kind of just did my own thing for a while. Uh, came back to came back to Springfield after that, and uh, a few years went by. I was working and uh, ended up meeting my lovely wife, who uh, I'm still together with now. We got married in 2000. Uh, 2010 and we just recently celebrated our 11th anniversary uh we started a family and uh after my you know career as a player i'm uh, now able to impart all that knowledge onto our kids and um we've had some really good seasons um you know with uh, my oldest boy and my youngest he's still he's still a squirt right now he's nine my oldest is 12 and uh my oldest boy's team um you know they've been they've been doing really well. Um, we're kind of breaking up as a team now from our core kids. Uh, we have kids going and playing AAA now. Um, some of them playing in central states. Um, so it's you know like what I was always taught is you know as not only a player but as a coach is you know we we grow these kids as uh, individuals and players. You know so my goal is always to to have these kids not be coached by me by the time they were 14 years old. That was my goal, and I told the other coach that. And uh, we had a conversation the other night, and he's like, whoa, we don't know what we're going to do this next year. Half of our team's gone. And I said, well, I told you that when we were squirts, and we had this group of kids that said our goal is not to be their coach at this age. They're, our goal is to, to bring them to other, other coaches, have them teach them their systems, their philosophies, and they're going to grow. They're going to go experience different things and you know that's that's what we're here for you know so out of all the coaches I've ever had you know whether it be from Springfield Fort Wayne uh, Cleveland Detroit Toledo wherever I played you know that's that should be any coach's goal to bring the kids to the next level and that was always my philosophy and I think I imparted that pretty well on the other coach because he kind of uh, 
realized that this last year. He's like, well, you were right. And I said, well, that's, you know, that's, that's our job. You know, like we're not here to keep these kids with us to, you know, to do good for us. We want them to do good for themselves. And, you know, if they want to go play higher hockey, higher level hockey, that's, you know, that's their, their aspiration. And we're here to set that foundation for them. That's pretty darn awesome. I mean, that, do you have any aspirations of uh, coaching at a higher level eventually? Oh, well, you know, um, I, when I was younger, like after juniors and college, I always kind of wanted to do that. I had a few people ask me, but you know, um, if I could coach youth hockey, it's, it's, I think it's really fulfilling because, you know, maybe one day I'll get to go watch these kids play the junior game. They might come through Springfield. They might come through Bloomington who has a USHL team that, you know, wherever they play, you know, to, so, you know, I really don't have any other aspirations of going and coaching any other higher hockey. I'm sure I could do it and it'd be a fun, fun thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm more family, you know, it's like I, I like spending time with these guys, you know, I like spending time with uh, the wife, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's really what I want to do. I don't want to be on a bus, you know, spending half my time here, half my time there, you know, it's like, I, like I said, I'm sure I could do it, but I, I, I'd rather be there for the youth hockey kids. If I could spend, uh, you know, some weekdays going out, uh, doing some private lessons, some, some, uh, Saturdays going and helping out with the learn to play kids, getting their, getting their, uh, career started in any way. I'm, you know, I'm more happy to do that really. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Well, before we wind her up, uh, just a couple things. Um, who would you say, uh, was, uh, the most impactful person for you in terms of hockey? Uh, who impacted you the most? Was it your family with all they did to start the start Springfield hockey? Um, was it, you know, any, anybody along the way, players, coaches, whoever? There was a few variables along the way, but all in all, it was family. You know, it's like my cousin, Brad, you know, he played and I always went and watched him play triple a juniors. And, you know, that was, he was kind of my, my inspiration and having all the guys living uh, from, living at the, my grandparents' house who played for the junior junior blues team here in, in Springfield. It was just, you know, it was kind of like I saw the bigger picture and this is what I kind of wanted to do. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of different variables along the way. There were some great goalies who, uh, who were, went through Springfield and, you know, they had, uh, you know, some great influence on me as well. So I, I think just hockey and life, um, you know, just that was my inspiration. You know, it's like, People still ask me to this day, it's like, who's your favorite hockey team? It's like, you know, I, I really don't have a favorite hockey team. I just, I love watching the players. I love watching to see how teams come together, how they gel. Like, I, I always get asked that, and I tell them, it's like, if it's, I'm from Illinois, you know, so we got the I-55 rivalry, the Blues and the Blackhawks. Say, if, if the Blues and Blackhawks are playing down the street, it was free to go to the game, but... Um, you know, there's a group of guys playing 10 minutes down the street the other way, and they cost me 14 bucks to go play. I'd go play hockey rather than go watch hockey. You know, so it's, uh, you know, I always wanted to be a player, and those guys always gave me that aspiration. It was never a team. It was just, you know, family, hockey, and seeing how, how all those teams, like, you know, no matter whether or no matter whether they won or lost, you know, in the end, how they all came together, how each player, you know, they might have a terrible season one year. Next year they do great. It's just, you know, all in all, it's it's just hockey, hockey, hockey. <laughs> yeah, it, it runs in the family, obviously. So uh, <clears throat> it's uh, one of those things. That's an awesome thing, actually. Uh, okay, uh, before we want, uh, last question here. 
well, not so much a question, but I want, I usually end it with this, uh, each podcast. And that is, uh, a lot of people listen to this thing. Very fortunate, uh, you know, old coaches, uh, old players, uh, current players, fans, you name it, kids. What would you like to say to Cherokee nation as far as, uh, what's on your mind? Well, you know, um, that's, uh, uh, a, a great, great environment to be there. It's always been a great program. Um, from, you know, the beginning, um, from the LeMays to everything, it's just, it's, you know, once you play for the team, once you're there, once you get into the, the Cherokee spirit, you're, you're, you know, part of the tribe mm-hmm. and that's how it is. It's, you know, it's family after that, you know, once you're there, you become part of that team. You're always part of that team. So, uh, any any young players out there in the Toledo area who are listening that, you know, have aspirations to play with the Cherokees, it's you know, go out there, do your best, put your best foot forward, um, try as hard as you can, and you know, you might not make it there right away, but you can make it there at some point. Maybe not in Toledo, but wherever else you want to go, it's you know, it could be the stepping stone to somewhere else, somewhere better. Um, for me, it, it was kind of my last, uh, stone in junior hockey, but you know, uh, it's just, you know, a great environment, great family, uh, a great family, you know, all together. So it's just a real tribe, right? Yep. Amen. So i tell you that, man, dude, I, I didn't even realize that, you know, it felt like five minutes that we've been talking and here we are, you know, well over an hour later. Uh, but uh, thanks for doing this. This was a lot of fun catching up with you because I hadn't talked to you in a while. And, you know, no, it was great. Um, you know, it's like I, I, I saw you the one year you came up to Peoria. I came up to watch a game. I think it you might even been like you know, 10 plus years ago mm-hmm. that I came up. You were calling the game and I just came up and talked to you. And it was like we, uh, you know, just picked up where we left off. Away. We haven't been away even more than a few days, right? Yep. Amen <laughs> to that. So. And we, just, we just, you know, started on again and, you know, every now and then we'll, we'll uh, you know, mention each other or say something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Facebook's a good platform to like, you know, catch up with old people. I try not to get caught up into it too much, uh, but, you know, it's a good way to, you know, kind of look back and stay in uh, touch you know, and stay in touch. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, something that kind of is it's keeping everybody together. I hate the the fact of it that, you know, kind of drives people apart because like people like to put a lot of negative stuff out there, but there's also a lot of great positive things in that world as well. So, yep. Then that's in your part of it. Oh, so that's a good yeah, thing. Connected. Yeah. Now, did you have the, you said you had a story about Bart? Well, I kind of went into it where, um, you know, okay, that was uh, the story. Where, that was a story where, you know, I, I could have used other words as well, but, you know, he'd asked me how he, how he could go make that team, and I told him exactly how to do it. I said, you go out, you pick the biggest guy, and you knock the snot out of him, basically. So who was, the, who was the guy that he fought? Do you know by chance? I can't remember, to tell you the truth, um, you know, but he went out and tried out for many teams other than that, you know, and that was, you know, he always had that in the back of his head. It's like, you know, like what Brett told me, it's like you go out and you pick that biggest guy out there, no matter you win or like you, you got to go out fighting. So between him, <laughs> so between you, him, and Mark, who who was the best scrapper? I think Bart was at the in the end, you know, because he was he was the youngest, and uh, you know, with all that uh, 
built up animosity between like, you know, maybe the brothers that was kind of brought forth to those unfortunate souls that he uh, met on the ice. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, I tell you what, Brett, this has been a real joy, man. I've really enjoyed catching up with you and thanks for doing this. And I promise you when we get done with whatever normal is going to be, when we resume that we're going to have a reunion and it's just going to be, a, I mean, we'll probably, I'm sure have an alumni game and stuff like that. But the big thing I want is I want us to, you know, a bunch of us to come together, uh, like probably early in the season, because I know there's a lot of us that are a lot of you folks there that coach. And uh, but I want to go early in the season and go watch a Cherokee game and have a few uh, Diet Dr. Peppers and, and tell stories and just laugh our butts silly. And, you know, uh, talk about some of the stuff that, you know, the untold stories and stuff and all, but also just because of the, the camaraderie and the chemistry that a lot of us have uh, with each other and just laugh ourselves silly. But that's the goal here uh, coming up in the not too distant future, I hope. So, but uh, I'll keep you in the loop. And uh, hey, like I said, I really do appreciate you doing this. And uh, thanks. It's my pleasure, Mick. It's my pleasure. And, yeah, and hopefully, I, I, like, I always see the golf outings and stuff like that. And I always mention my wife, like, hey, maybe I can go up. And she's like, well, we have this going on. We have that going on. You know, life happens. So uh, maybe one of these days it'll work out where, you know, all the cards fall in the right place and I can get up there. And uh, maybe you guys should all meet the family. Maybe one of these days I could talk our uh, association or wherever my boys end up playing to coming up to Toledo to play in a tournament or something up there. Yeah, Toledo or heck, even Detroit. I mean, it's Detroit's only 45 minutes away. So, you know. Yeah, we we played a lot of games up there. Like we played in some uh some CCM tournaments up there and some different things, you know. So, a lot of those tournaments have been down south. Like we went to Nashville and a few other places. So, maybe one of these days we'll end up up there and it's, you know, well, you got, I, I always tell my wife, it's like, we got to get back up there sometimes, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, she can, she can, ask, but yeah, but be careful. She may ask questions anyway. <laughs> but, very true. Very true. I got to keep the mouth shut a little bit. Yep. 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 So, but yeah, man, we'd love to have you in Toledo or Sylvania, wherever it, it takes you, you know, I mean, we've got places. So now, so we would definitely love to have you up. So, uh, Heck yeah. well, thanks buddy. I appreciate this. Uh, and, uh, Again, hey, you guys have been hanging out with us here on episode 79 of the Cherokee Rewind. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget, subscribe. That way, every time a new episode drops, you'll be notified. So for Brett Reeves, I am Mick. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Cherokee Rewind. <laughs>